You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. All right, something's a little different this year with Illinois basketball. They've got, like, experience. And it comes in a variety of different formats. You've got the returning players which different than a year ago. In fact, Illinois is in the top five in the Big Ten in returning minutes played last season. Kind of a big deal. And then they added like a bunch of 24-year-old transfers. It makes a difference. Scott Ritchie explains. He talks recruiting. Phoenix Gill made a stop last weekend, and he'll uh, talk about his top 25 and all Big Ten ballots in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Welcome back to Inside Illini Basketball. Welcome back to Scott Ritchie. Welcome back to me, Jim Rosso, Vice President of News, back in the studio after, after a stint on the uh, injured reserve. All right, playing with pain right now. You, you hobbled your way in here. I'm on drugs, so I don't know what I'm saying. So it's not going to be any different than it every other Monday. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe somebody knows when I compliment you too much that something is... Uh, oh, yeah, they'll definitely realize that... Wrong. Something's gone. I got, a beef, I got bones to pick with Scott Ritchie, and that's Ed Bond, our producer over there. He tells me, hey, all October you're going to be reading college basketball in uh, Sunday print editions. Now, while I did read about Terrence Shannon, I didn't get my lists. Yeah, well, I was as, as surprised as you were when okay. it wasn't in Sunday's paper. Okay. Um, this Sunday, I guess. It, it, you know, it, all right. Well, I was disappointed. I mean, it's written. I, I could I could tell you all about okay. the top 100 <laughs> returning players, and that's to be clear. It's returning to the same school because in this day and, and age, you found a hundred. Yeah, it's. I mean, okay. I, I found all 100 that are back at the same school. That's great. All right. So you're telling me this Sunday's print edition is available in in eight counties. I will be able to. Learn about my favorite sport. I assume so. Okay. Looking forward to it. I did enjoy the Terrence Shannon story. Let our Sunday section. Of course, it wasn't going to be football as abysmal as that was. I don't even want to talk about football anymore. Okay. I had a chance while uh, laid up uh, to watch uh, Friday's game start to finish while you were working on deadline, while Ed Bond was helping do the radio broadcast. And just the level of... The awfulness uh, in my 30 years here and on campus, it, I've never had it worse. I mean, true, Ed. I mean, both uh, both teams played like bad football, right? I mean, I, as, 
many mistakes as Illinois made, per, uh, Nebraska was like, here, please win this game. We don't want to. Yep. And then Illinois could not. So let's hope it uh, goes, uh, arrow goes up. It could be a tough call this Saturday. Uh, so tough that Scott Ritchie is not going to go. Joe Vizelli is going to join Bob Osmussen on the trip to Maryland. I mean, i got to be honest. I like College Park. It's a nice place. Not heartbroken. Okay. To stay behind. Watched it. Again, I'm watching way too much TV now on the weekends, <laughs> which is something I rarely do. Watched the Maryland-Ohio State game. How about that? Was not thoroughly impressed with Maryland after the first quarter. When I, I, thought mean, th- I thought they were going to win, and then they just went Maryland. Well, I mean, Ohio State just has, I think, more depth, like more better players. Is this a college basketball podcast or football? Scott, well, Ritchie, here you go again. You now you're ask, breaking ask, down the Terrapins. Ask yourself. Marching Illini were good on Sunday, I was told, by by Ed Bond, our photographer. I mean, to be fair, like, when are they not good? Okay. Like, Barry Hauser's got them, like, whipped into shape. Yeah, they're the Ohio State of marching bands. The Ohio State football of marching yeah. bands is what I'm trying to say. I feel like the Ohio State band would try to also claim that, but Marching Illini, pretty good. All right. They were in concert on Sunday. There's a cool picture that uh, taken by Ed Bond online. It will be in your Tuesday print edition. Basketball, uh, did they go Friday night? Tell me there wasn't any visitor of importance. No. Okay. Whew. Well, I, I mean, I guess that's not true. I don't know if you went to the game. I didn't see them, but Phoenix Gill was on campus on Friday. Just an unofficial visit. Well, he knows. He's not one you have to worry about. He he will not be stunned by the. No, he understands it's a basketball school, right? Um, yeah, interesting recruitment for for Phoenix. Obviously, his dad is pretty famous around these parts. Mm-hmm. Um, Illinois was the first school to offer him. He's a class of twenty twenty five guard. Um, st- has stayed at Saint Ignatius. You know, he was, you know, made it to state with that team his first two years. Talking when I talked with him this summer, like his intent is to come back to Champaign twice more with that team and maybe like win a state title. That's the thing that they're chasing. But uh, some other teams have gotten involved in his recruitment at the high major level. Um, Northwestern is also, I think they might've been the second high major to offer him. And it's an interesting, they're in the big 10 that counts. And I don't know. They're not terrible, better than their basketball team. Well, it was 500 by the way. So um, maybe better in Illinois. Um, But, Phoenix's mom went to Northwestern, so there's a, maybe an internal family battle there. Uh, but Iowa State is, is also really involved. He took an unofficial out there uh, last month. Stanford is offered. So, like, he'll have his pick, but I mean, the, there's an obvious reason for him to come here. Or maybe, like, he wants to chart his own path. But, you know, Demonte Williams, that's, I think, the last son of a famous Illini that. Illinois recruited, and he came here, played five years. So we'll see what Phoenix does. But, yeah, he would he, he gets it, basketball school. The photos that uh, uh, shared by the basketball program over the weekend, Phoenix looks like he's a lot thicker already, bigger, stronger. Yeah, and, like, almost as tall as his dad at this point. I think the hair gives him the advantage maybe, but. Okay. Yeah, he's good-sized combo guard. No AAU ball yet for him. The last uh, last story you did. That's crazy. Yeah, love it. Can't no. tell you how much I love it. And his dad is very much not into it. 
and feels like one it allows phoenix to you know be a teenager and like hang out with his friends and not be traveling somewhere every weekend of the spring and summer um and it's not like he's completely like just cut off from basketball either like he obviously has a pretty good training partner and his dad he played in the nba and then i know that their plan was like when the school year started so obviously now like there's games in the city like pickup games the college players and phoenix is gonna and kendall we're gonna go play so that's Scott Ritchie, our award-winning uh, basketball beat writer, also covers um, every other sport on campus. Got a weird question for you here, Scotty. Do you think in any way basketball feels awkward when the conversations come about, as they did last weekend, every fan of the Orange and Blue saying, thank goodness it's basketball season? Do they get do they, like, don't say that. We're trying to get, <laughs> trying to stay friends with Bielema. Yeah, and like football being good would help basketball. Like I think just you know a rising tide lifts all boats type of thing. Um, but I'm not sure like they like. I think they like it. I mean, I think the basketball program knows that they have a dedicated fan base. Like they're not worried about fan turnout at State Farm Center. Um, where that might become again an issue at Memorial Stadium. So, like, I mean, I think they know that people say it, but I don't know that it, like, they're not, like, fretting over it, wouldn't be my guess. All right, uh, practice underway, as uh, Scotty noted. Everybody healthy so far? Yeah. Have you been invited to practice? No. Have you been, as Coach Underwood asked you for your advice? Uh, Also no. Your play calling? I mean, I, I would be tentative to call plays because, like, I would like to see them run, and you know, it didn't always happen last year. Well, speaking of running, I noticed they took to social media to say they got a bunch of correct virgins on the team this year, basically. Uh, the basketball equivalent, maybe. Okay. Uh, I don't think any of them they're going to challenge. I think, I think Craig Virgin could beat all of them now, like today. Come on, they all they all beat five thirty in the mile, Scotty. I mean, that's pretty good. I, I let's see you run it. No, thank you. You know what I wouldn't do? Break 5.30. But uh, the record, the basketball program's record was broken twice, in fact. Uh, Trent Frazier and Jacob Grandison used to have it. Um, Justin Harmon broke it first, um, and then Sincere Harris, like the next day, took it from him. Hmm. Sincere ran a 4.40. So, I don't know, that's pretty good. I mean, better, better than I can do. Ed Bond territory is what Sincere Harris is getting to. Yeah. But I'm still pretty – I think Craig Virgin could take them all. You think? Today. I'm, I'm not sure how old Craig is at this point, but I put my money on him. I kind, again, I kind of like the old school approach of having the kids run the mile yet. You know, it <laughs> feels like very my era. You know, you got to run the mile in six minutes or else you're not on the roster, buddy. Yeah. Um, I like it. Do other programs still run and time the mile? I don't know. Because um, – it hadn't been brought up in recent years. Like, I can't even remember. This will be my seventh or eighth season covering all my basketball. I don't remember any coaches, like, bringing up the mile record. Uh, maybe since it was broken and, may, you know, everyone 
I wonder what it felt like they did so well. Because he, he, he mentioned it like unprompted at media day, uh, whatever that was, a week and a half ago. So, yeah, it, that was their focus. Like, by pushing off the start of practice until this past Friday, like, it, it was just more time with Adam Fletcher in the fall. And, I mean, every preseason you hear, I mean, this is, I think, every sport. Like, you know, in the best shape of their lives. But, uh, I don't know. Seems to be the case. We'll see how that translates to the basketball court. I mean, being in good, being in good condition is a good thing. Um, making threes is also a good thing. I'm more concerned about that than how long it took them to run a mile. Does that translate into a faster team, you think? That's what you're getting to when I interrupted you. May- maybe. <clears throat> I don't because it's not like basketball, you don't just like go run for four minutes and 45 seconds or whatever, five minutes, 30 seconds. Like it's just, it's shorter bursts. So, but maybe you know, it'll come in handy like at the end of games. Maybe they've got, they'll be able to tap into that burst of speed in the last you know minute or two because they are in better condition. You know, the guy that looks, like maybe you know, best shape of his life, and again, every sport you hear that heading into the season. But Dane Danger looks great. Hmm. Like he said, he has continued to you know, work with Adam Fletcher just to make sure his body's in the the best place it can be going into the season. Adam Fletcher paid well, maybe not enough. Has anybody ever said a bad word about Adam Fletcher? Publicly, no. I mean, I, you wonder sometimes if. Because I know, like, Marcus Damask at Media Day kind of talked about, because he was sort of on the opposite plan of Nico Moretti, who's trying to put on weight. Uh, Marcus Damask cut some weight, you know, this summer and said that, you know, a lot of protein, but also a lot of vegetables on the Adam Fletcher diet, and he wasn't necessarily a fan of the veggies. Hmm. So that that's about as cross a word, I think, as you can get about Fletch. <laughs> Too much emphasis on vegetables. Are you still on the Casey's uh, diet? I did stop at Casey's yesterday. Did you? In Eureka. In Eureka. Which one? I thought you had two in no, Eureka. No. There's a Casey's and a Huck's and oh, Huck's. Uh, whatever BP okay. is used to be. I don't know. It's fine dining. I got a Gatorade. <laughs> um, yeah, Casey's Pizza. I'm all for it. And also, I'm going to send them this podcast and hopefully get an NIL deal. Hmm. Why not? All right. Uh, first exhibition, uh, not here soon enough, but not uh, not too far down the road. October 20th, so yeah. 11 days. That's crazy. Against Ottawa University um, in, from Kansas. Okay. I don't, I don't know much about Ottawa other than I assume Illinois will win. Who's starting that first game? I don't know. Just tell me. Who would you start, Scott Ritchie? Okay, who would I would start? It might be different than who. Underwood would start. I think I think their best lineup would be Coleman Hawkins, Quincy Garrier, um, Marcus Damask, Terrence Shannon, Ty Rogers. Hmm. Okay. Big, big lineup. Kind of, yeah. With an untraditional center. Non-traditional. Untraditional is not a word. Um, non-traditional center, Coleman Hawkins. But, like, Coaching staff very high in Dane Danger. 
So he might start. Then you put Coleman at the four. Maybe Quincy comes off the bench. Damask at the three. Then the, the other three would stay the same. All right. Uh, heard anything uh, on ticket sales for the uh, Kansas game? Can I still buy one? Um, you can because they don't actually go on sale till today. Oh. That's for, I pulled this up because I knew you were going to ask. Okay. Um, iPhone member pre-sale is t- starts today at noon. So by the time you hear this, tickets will be on sale probably. Well, I'm not an iPhund Okay, member. well then... Um, I'm just a regular o- Joe. October 11th, so that would be Wednesday. Okay. At noon, public Maui Strong Relief matchup versus Kansas tickets go on sale. Okay. What's the cheapest tip- ticket I can get? Um, not cheap. I don't remember the prices, but they're okay. all more than one would expect for a typical exhibition game because this is not a typical exhibition yeah, game. Helping out, it, right? It's helping the people of Maui, and it's also Kansas who will see by the time they come to town on the 29th, the AP poll, preseason poll should be out. They'll be some, probably number one. That seems to be the, the running narrative is Kansas will be the preseason number one. Uh, ballots for that are due tomorrow, so I'll be doing mine tonight or this afternoon. Not sure I'm going to have Kansas number one. Hmm. Wait, uh, when did you see the ballots are coming out? Um, I think they come out. They're due tomorrow. I think they come out in the next the week after next okay. week. Okay. All right. Um, I've had can I can Kansas I look, at the top. Can I look at yours and correct it before you submit it? I guess is my question. No. Um, a lot of red marks. Can't have the can't have the Detroit Pistons at number one. <laughs> um, but I'm not sure I'll have Kansas either. Like I've maybe come back around to Duke as my preseason oh, come number on. one. Bring back Jeremy Roach, Kyle Filipowski, Mark Mitchell, Tyrese Proctor, um, Ryan Young. For what it's worth, I mean, steady. He's not going to hurt you. Um, then they bring in a bunch of five-star freshmen. And then I guess Jaden Shute's also coming back. That's a name okay. all my fans remember. He didn't really play. Uh, Jalen Blakes is another backup guard. Like, they've got the mix of guys with experience and then, like, a ton of freshman talent. I mean, Caleb Foster, uh, the guard from California whose name I'm just – Jared McCain. There it is. Um, TJ Power is really good. Big wing shooter. Like, oh, it's a – Impressive team. Sean Stewart's another big. Okay. But Kansas also, really good. Purdue will be in that conversation as well. Like, those three will be the top three in some order. I think Marquette, probably four. Didn't hear Michigan State. Michigan State will be in the top ten. There's your first mistake. First of many. I mean. Where does USC fit into this? Top really. 25 team. Okay. Because, like, they got a really good veteran guard in Boogie Ellis and then the number one high school recruit in the country turned freshman guard in Isaiah Collier. So, yeah, they've got got some talent. Um, also, like, Dennis Rodman's kid, DJ, transferred from Washington State to USC. Um, good team. Okay. Looking forward to no matter how much you – Screw that up. I'll still enjoy it. How about that? Thanks, I think. Uh, the football schedules, uh, at least the the opponents, came out yesterday, uh, last week. 
for the new Big Ten. I know how basketball works. It takes forever for those schedules to come out. Do you get any feel of how that's going to work? No. None? Like Brad Underwood doesn't. Like I've I've asked him about that. And who is, do, who is making these decisions? That's I've asked you this before, and you promised me an answer. Yeah, I promised a lot of things. Yeah, you um, have. The Big Ten, people in the Big Ten. Tony Petiti, commissioner. Com- <laughs> Why do I think he's not in the meeting? I think he's in the meeting. I don't know if he's... But, like, I would imagine they should probably take some input from the coaches. And when it comes to basketball, like, that's Tom Izzo and Matt Painter. Two coaches. Yeah, well, they've been around the longest. I'm trying to think who's, like, third in terms of longevity. Might be Fred McCaffrey. Yeah. <clears throat> like, Underwood's getting close he's to getting the, there. I mean, he's in the top part of that list just because he's stuck around for a while and hasn't been turnover, but... Uh, but no, it's Tom Izzo and Matt Painter. Like they'll have, I would imagine they have some influence. Also, coach the top two teams in the the only Big Ten preseason poll that matters that came out this morning. Well, uh, last week they announced the All Big Ten team. That was the conference itself. So you don't trust that? Well, I mean, I voted for it, but like it's just they don't rank the teams. Right. No preseason poll. And they only, like, it's just 10 players. Like, they don't differentiate between first team and second team. Coleman Hawkins not making the Didn't make that one. List. He made the one that came out today, though. Okay. Uh, voted on by two media members that cover each program. So, for Illinois, uh, I believe it was me and Jeremy Werner. Um, Steve Greenberg was someone has to cover Northwestern, and so he gets, yeah. gets that vote. Um, but Illinois was fourth and just like right behind like just a few points behind Maryland um, but Purdue was the sort of overwhelming favorite got 24 of the 28 votes Michigan State got the other four and then Maryland Illinois Wisconsin Indiana Ohio State that's your top half I got everybody but Wisconsin in there I don't quite get that yeah, there. Again, I feel like this season's Big Ten will be like last season's Big Ten, where you know, I don't know if Purdue wins the league by three games again, but like it'll probably be, they'll probably be at the top. Wouldn't be surprised because um, I mean Michigan State brought a lot of guys back, but like also that's a team that lost thirteen games last year. Um, everyone was essentially five hundred in the Big Ten in conference play last year. I think that could be. Between 3 and 12, probably pretty similar. Maybe even 13. Give Penn State like just the, an inkling of love because I like Ace Baldwin. And I think they have a good coach. All right, Scott Ritchie inside Illini Basketball. The commitment to last week. Um, where does Illinois' class of 2024 stand among its peers? Uh, third in the Big Ten. <clears throat> At the moment, um, I think top. T- I, think it, I have to double check and make sure they're still tenth nationally. But when Jace Butler committed, they jumped up to tenth, um, and they've been surpassed by Villanova. So Illinois eleventh now. Villanova got a commit last night from Josiah Mosley, three-star forward out of Texas. Illinois had actually offered him um, during the summer, so 
But yeah, Purdue is ninth, and then Rutgers is sixth, and with potential to move up because Dylan Harper still yet to make a decision, but it's going to take a, an official to Rutgers here coming up pretty soon. His brother obviously played for Rutgers under Steve Peichel, and if Rutgers gets Dylan Harper, they will get the number two and number three players in the 2024 class. Welcome to Inside Scarlet Knights Basketball, your weekly blathering about Rutgers, courtesy it's Scott, I want to live in Newark, Richie. I've, I've been to Why don't you just move there? I've been to the Rutgers. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to spend some time in New Jersey coming up in about two months. Um, but, like, where Rutgers was when I first started covering Illinois basketball, like, they were the worst team in the conference. Boy, they just keep making Final Four after Final Four now, aren't they? Well, nobody in the Big Ten's making the Final Four, so that you can't hold that against Rutgers. But, like, they're getting players. Last time, you know what? That's why I texted you when Phil Sellers died the other day. I thought you'd be heartbroken. You had no idea who Phil Sellers was. I had to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, That's when Rutgers basketball meant something. I'm bandwagon. I'm bandwagon Rutgers. Uh, <laughs> No, but I I think Steve Peichel's a good coach. Like what he's yes, done, as we know, what he's done at Rutgers is yeah. amazing. Like Eddie Jordan, you know, was the alum coming back, mm. gonna do it, and like he stunk. The team stunk, and Rutgers is good, ish. Hey, back to Illinois, <laughs> tenth in the nation, tenth or eleventh recruiting class. That has not been broken. That recruiting success. No, I mean, it's weighed heavily by getting a guy like Merez Johnson. Like, he makes up a big chunk of sort of the I – mean, I'm basing this off the 24-7 sports rankings, and, like, each recruit gets a certain number of points based on their individual ranking, and that's how they kind of come up with the team rankings. And, like, you look at Illinois' point total and – I don't know, I'm trying to do math in my head. 60% of the points, essentially, Armores Johnson. So, like, Jason Jackson, Jace Butler, I think is his coaching staff maybe more trusting their evaluations because they're not the you know, highest-ranked guys. But um, with Jackson, like, I mean, when I talked to him this summer, like, he seems bought into the process that will probably have him not playing next year. Like he, he brought it up sort of unprompted again. It's like that, you know, red shirt really wasn't out of the question. Um, and then, you know, Jace Butler, um, is I think really kind of trusting evaluation because he visited the weekend after Mikey Lewis. And it seems like Illinois really kind of put the emphasis on Jace Butler or maybe made it to the point. It was like, they were fine. Like whoever said yes first, like that's who they would take, and like they'd be perfectly fine with that. And it was Jace Butler that did. Um, and after Curtis Givens, uh, point guard out of Memphis, committed to LSU, it seems like Ole Miss probably will be where Mikey Lewis would land. I don't think Illinois would take both. Um, so we'll see. Like Jace Butler, not the highest ranked guy, but like had like Stanford tried to pop in to his recruitment late and see if they could get him to stay close to home. Um, but Illinois got him, and we'll kind of see kind of what he can do. But it seemed like 
also a guy committed to the process, maybe a guy that sticks around. But we'll see. Looking forward to your coverage of uh, Marez Johnson this year. Hopefully you can check him out in season a couple times. Yeah, I mean, he's playing at Thornton, and I mean, they'll get the invites to a lot of mm-hmm. different like shootouts and stuff. I know that they are playing in the Chicago Elite Classic. Um, that's December 1st and 2nd, and I've been up to that before. Um, I believe Adam Miller was at Morgan Park. Um, Champaign Central also played. Right. I covered you know, the local team and then saw I'd been a couple of Illinois recruits there, but uh, that I won't be able to go to that with uh, Big Ten opener that weekend as well for Illinois. But yeah, I hope I can get out you know and see Merez Johnson and also you know with two in-state commits you know probably have an opportunity. I would like you know opportunity to get out and see Jason Jackson, talk to him again. So. That's the the bonus when there's in-state guys. Coming. All right, we're not far away from the uh, reintroduction of uh, that useless data that you waste our time on. I mean, data time. I meant that informative. <laughs> Get, getting closer. Look into just numbers. A, just yeah, another I I, way. What I'm trying another I'm try- way to view the game. Yeah, kind of a new wave, useless way. You know, again, I've been trying to teach old school to you. Points, points, rebounds, rebounds and assists. assists. Yeah, I like them. And the eye test. I still believe in the eye test. Okay, but do you have any data? What I'm trying to get to is I'm I'm allowing you for some preseason data, if you have it stored away in that noggin of yours. Well, I'm always. I mean, I can call up BartTorvik.com oh, with why, the best who, of them. Really? Who doesn't? I, that's what I'm saying. Like, get on board with Torvik. Um, just with. My top 25 ballot due. Okay. To, well, I mean, it's not due today, but I'll have it done today. Um, you know, I just you, you go to Torbeck a little more, just trying to figure, find out more information about these teams. Illinois, um, just outside the top 25 in the Torvik projections. But uh, and a, a good stat, I would say, for Illinois, because the, the projections include a percentage of minutes returning like guys that played last year that are back last year Illinois uh, had I don't know almost zero returning minutes very few um this year 61 percent that's I think an important thing because those are the teams that are winning right now um where does uh, that rank 61 percent is that unusual I mean it's or just for Illinois it's not as good as say like well this is in the top five, you have two teams that Illinois will play this year. Florida Atlantic returned 90% of its roster, or minutes played from last season. Really only lost one guard, uh, Michael Forrest. Uh, Wisconsin returned 89.6% mm-hmm. of last year's team. Um, and again, like with, we've got this year and then next year, and that'll be the end of the guys with the COVID bonus year. So you're going to have, in theory, a lot fewer 23- and 24-year-olds in college basketball. Um, but for now, like, that makes a difference. And Illinois got those guys. Terrence Shannon, obviously being one of them, coming back as a key returner. And um, preseason All-Big Ten first-team selection by the media poll that matters uh, was, like, Zach Eady was the only player that was a unanimous consensus pick 
So I looked at it. I was like, where did Terrence Shannon Jr. fall short? It was not on one ballot of the 28, which I was a little surprised. Mm. Not even on the second team. Mm. I was like, someone forgot. Yeah, I think that's the case. Because otherwise, like, what's happening here? Kind of starting to like this data stuff. Yeah. I think you've turned me, Scott Ritchie. Yeah, that's that's real simple. <laughs> on 27 of 28 ballots. Someone forgot. Someone forgot. I mean, I I know who the someone is. It wasn't is. you. It was not me. I had Darren Shannon on the first team, <laughs> okay, where good. he belongs. Uh, but I also, because like, I mentioned Coleman Hawkins was not on the Big Tens mm-hmm. that they released. Like, I voted for him on that one. also voted for him on this one. And he just got the last spot on the second team. Edged out Ohio State's Bruce Thornton by, I think, a single point. All right, looking forward to seeing all that in print as well as your lists on Sunday. Uh, every morning, IlliniHQ.com, 6 a.m., good morning, Illini Nation. Did not, did not read it today. Got to tell you. I don't remember what. Oh, mm-hmm. it was just a recruiting tidbit. Elmway is offered a class of 2025 forward out of Finland. Finland. Yeah. Uh, not Finley, Illinois. <laughs> no, not Finley. This is, it's not 1992. <laughs> Great team. Or 91. Finley's nickname. Oh, come on, that's your neck of the woods. Yeah, except when they went to state, I believe I was four years old. Um, I don't know what their nickname was. Next week, I need an answer. Okay, all right, all right. Anything else before we let you out of the podcast booth, Mister Richie? I think we've covered it. All right, it's been a great one. Glad to be back. Thank you, Ed Bond, for producing, and uh, we will talk to you next Monday.